Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone. This is the Life Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Jan Jaffe, and I'm your host. Today, we're discussing unconditional acceptance and its relationship to personal transformation, growth, and peace. I'm delighted to be joined by my brilliant team, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez. Today's show is entitled, Unconditional Acceptance, the Key to Unleashing Peace. Welcome to Think Tank. To state that these are troubling times is a monumental understatement. How can we as individuals contribute to universal healing and transformation? In our conversation today, we're going to discuss exactly what unconditional acceptance is and just how it can help lead to unity, connection, love, and transformation, not just for us as individuals, but also within societies, both locally and globally. Sharissa Sebastian, please tell our listening audience a little about yourself. Hi, Jen. Sure. So I'm a certified life and leadership coach for women, and I specialize in the area of career transition and advancement as well as life balance. I'm also a speaker and a writer for the Huffington Post and a co-owner of Stop, Smile, Breathe, Women's Retreat. And if anyone would like to find out more about the work that I do, you can go to sharissasebastian.com. Thanks, Jan. Thank you, Sharissa. Now, Susan Gonzalez, please introduce yourself. Good morning, everyone. Um, I help people create the the kind of success that they want to have in their life, whether it's for their profession or just to have a more fulfilling, satisfying life. And I help them get out of their own way so they can really get what they want out of life. I'm also a public speaker, and I'm the author of the book, Make It Your Mark. And you can find more information about me at my website, makeityourmark.com. Thank you so much, Susan. It's just, as always, it's an honor to to work with the both of you. Um, We welcome your calls, and we would like to invite everyone to call in with any comments or questions. So um, the number here is 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. It's been stated that the answer and solution to the forms and expression of hatred that are inflaming and destroying us as, as a global entity is tolerance. But just like 
uh, Cory Booker said the other night at the Democratic National Convention, and just like him, I don't see tolerance as any sort of true genesis of change. It merely speaks to and addresses a form of putting up with, or as uh, Cory Booker said, stomaching, rather than an understanding, respect, and acceptance of differences that leads to love, respect, and connection. Tolerance prolongs, supports, and feeds a philosophy of separation and a simmering undertone of disdain, disrespect, disconnection, and yes, even contempt, hatred, and rage. At best, it manages to keep us separated. It's a sort of internal mask. Tolerance is not the answer to change. Compassion, connection, awareness, and choice are vehicles created from acceptance, which is the seed and genesis for true understanding, love, and connection. So let's first talk about tolerance versus compassion and empathy. How would you describe the differences between those three words? Susan, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. Yes. You know, I love what Cory Booker said about tolerance as well, Jan, because it's it's such a powerful thing. And, and so often we even teach in our schools, we teach our children to be tolerant. But, you know, tolerance, when you look at what it really means, it's the capacity to endure a hardship or a pain. Mm. And, and I always think of that great coaching question we even use when we ask people, well, how long are you willing to tolerate that? So there's mm-hmm. something about that in the separation of it is if you're tolerating you're putting up with, so there's something still wrong with the other side. And I think that's where that divisive piece can come in. Um, and you can develop a tolerance to things, too. We can develop a tolerance towards violence, where at one point it may have shocked us, and then the more you see it, the more you see it, it kind of can be a numbing thing. So it doesn't build awareness. It doesn't build that open-mindedness for connection. It's just a, a putting up with and still a, a sort of a separating thing. But it could be the first step towards getting to acceptance because the first thing you have to do is be willing to be with people who are different. And then I think compassion comes in, you know, that feeling of wanting to help others. There's some sympathy in there, and there's a consciousness of the other person. Um, But it's more of a consciousness, I think, to the other person's distress than to the fullness of the other person. But, again, when you have a compassionate approach to something, you're more willing to step in the other person's shoes, which I think is the next step in getting to that full acceptance. And then empathy, for me, is one of the most powerful ones because it helps you step in the other person's shoes, so to speak. But here's where I think it, it falls a little bit short because it's vicarious. You, you can see it from their side. Um, you can share that person's experiences, um, but you don't know exactly what it is. Um, so it can help you connect. You don't have to own it. So it's a powerful place where you can connect to someone, have openness to them, and not step into the box like you're trying to fix them or, or create everything that they need. But empathy gives you that ability to have tolerance, to have compassion, so that you can start seeing acceptance, and, and not just for other people, but within yourself as well. Oh, I love that. Thank you. You touched on so many great things there, and we are actually going to talk about 
self-acceptance a little later on in this discussion. Um, but one of the things that, that I heard and that I think is so important in all of this is you you mentioned, well, that, that tolerance was in, like enduring, which is not what acceptance is about, but it can be a beginning. But one of the things that tolerance um, embodies is a huge uh, component of judgment. And when, when in order to get to acceptance and empathy, uh, we have to step out of judgment because judgment is all about us and about our own filter and our own way of looking at things and our own assumptions and limiting beliefs. And in order to accept what's going on, it's really essential that we're able to start being more aware of all of these things that define our way of thinking and be able to to open up our minds and our awareness, which leads to um, an acceptance of things as they are, not the way that we wish they would be. So, um, Sharissa, I'd love to, to have you join in with this and tell us uh, about how you view tolerance versus compassion and empathy. Sure. Well, I, I just love what both of you have said, and I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, especially with uh, describing tolerance. We, you know, it's putting up with rather than really um, understanding and, and having that um, compassion. And I also love what Susan said about um, just being, you know, in that state of endurance, so just enduring that pain or the, the hardship. Um, and then the other one that comes to mind with this is a complacency, like a sense of, you know, oh, you know, oh, well. Wow you know, kind of thing. And then also with, uh, like you mentioned, with the judgment as well, the judgment is uh, can be a component of the tolerance because it, it does create kind of a divide between who we are and, and what we think versus the other side, like uh, like Susan described so well. So, you know, that that is what I what I believe is, is uh, or it makes up this, um, this idea of tolerance with um, compassion. And actually I uh, found out that compassion literally, literally means to suffer together. So that is the feeling that comes up when you're c- confronted with somebody else's suffering and feel motivated to relieve that suffering. So it's not the same as like uh, empathy or altruism, um, even though they're related. So empathy refers to more generally our ability to take that perspective of um, and really feel the emotions of another person. Um, and compassion is when those feelings and thoughts include the desire to help. And then altruism is also the, um, it's the kind and selfless behavior that's prompted by those feelings of compassion. So just to add, like, a, to throw in another term there, but I thought that was interesting to kind of differentiate between tolerance, compassion, empathy, and uh, altruism as well. Oh, that's so important. Well, that's, I, I love that. I, you always have, both of you always have so much great information. Um, but just the the distinction between those things, especially compassion and empathy. Compassion, and you said, was to suffer together, and altruism is the you know the actions and the feelings produced by that um, by compassion. But but the difference that I see between compassion and empathy is that compassion we're still seeing things from our own point of view, and it's it's you know a large and open heart so that we can suffer with someone, um, whereas empathy is actually standing in their shoes and being able to actually understand and feel it from their point of view. And it's it's a distinction that um, is not always the easiest to understand, but in order, there's a huge difference 
between tolerance and either compassion or empathy or both. I mean, compassion and empathy are where we want to get to in order to create unity and understanding. Um, I don't know if either of you have anything extra to add about this. Okay, I'm hearing crickets. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We had to unmute ourselves. Ah, okay. What were you saying, Sharissa? I was just saying I don't have anything to add, but I love the way you summarized that, Jen. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I just want to invite our audience and remind them again that the number here is 646-716-9397, and we would love to hear from you. We always do. You You add your comments and your questions add so much to the discussion. So now that we're clear on the differences between tolerance, compassion, empathy, and altruism, thank you, Sharissa, for that, um, let's move forward to the concept itself of acceptance. This is a word often used but only superficially understood or put into action. It's often um, equated with tolerance, and they're really very different things. Acceptance can be defined as accepting things as they are, and not as you would wish them to be, as I touched on earlier, accepting things as they are, which is not acquiescing. Um, So accepting things as they are, and then looking ahead, not behind. So how would you define unconditional acceptance, and how can this practice of unconditional acceptance unite us and lead to true empathy, love, and understanding, and connection. Um, Sharissa, would you like to go first with this? Sure. So one of the things with unconditional acceptance is that it doesn't necessarily mean that we give up or, you know, we wave that white flag, and that really is just quitting. Um, But when we talk about, like, self-acceptance, which is what you touched on, uh, Jan, that means that we kind of let go of who we think we should be and kind of fall in love with who we currently are. So just, you know, unconditionally, without judgment, and I think that's probably the toughest part of this, is just not to have that, that judgment, no matter what's coming up for us. So if we're thinking about this in terms of our emotions or being in a certain situation that feels uncomfortable or is challenging, to just say, you know what, it, I'm, to, to be aware of it, and then to just kind of say, I'm accepting this where I am. It doesn't mean that I'm giving up. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to take action on it or do something about it. Uh, but it does mean that you just kind of, uh, you know, kind of just accept where you are without without the judgment. Um, and then also it can that can bring an incredible sense of peace. Like the more we practice that, the the more we get into that awareness, and just even say out loud, you know, just say this is I'm feeling I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right now. I'm feeling and just accept that that is completely normal. Um, you know, it, it, that's it happens to everyone. Um, and so just speaking about that piece of self acceptance. That can bring so much peace when you just realize that, you know, it's, it's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay to be where you are. It's okay to be in the challenging situations that you are. It doesn't mean that you're giving up, but it does mean that you, you're starting from a place of that unconditional acceptance so that you can more effectively um, move forward and you have more clar- clarity because when we feel that sense of peace, it's a lot easier for us to, um, you know, to kind of think through and, and decide what it is that we, that we want to do as, as a next um, step. 
Um, and then also not not wanting to rush through it because I think uh, so much you know so often we get into the space where we have these emotions or we have these um, judgments or whatever it is that comes up us and it feels uncomfortable and we want to move through it really quickly. It's like yes, okay, I'm I'm overwhelmed and I just I need to get over this and I need to move past it. Um, but I think part of that unconditional acceptance is just being okay where you are not looking to you know to to move. Uh, past it so quickly, but realizing that there's something to be learned when we are in that um, in that space as well. Oh, wonderful! Um, so I love how you talked about how uh, acceptance helps us to be to be at peace with ourselves, and and to you know how this helps us move forward and and become, I guess, stronger. It might be a way to put it, um, and lead us to growth. Um, one of the things that uh, I, you know, I noticed in what you said, and that I think about this, is that um, sometimes one of the challenges to self-acceptance, for example, or even any kind of acceptance, but acceptance itself, is that we get all kinds of emotions involved um, because we're judging a situation and. Sometimes, especially if there's if there's something where we have to take action and we we don't have the time to stay in a situation, you know, it, being mired in emotions. Not that not to say that emotions are bad. That's a judgment too. But to stay mired in emotions can can paralyze us and and make us or leave us in denial or have a lot of feelings around something, you know, ju- that are, that are based from judgment so that it keeps us paralyzed or um unable to move forward and take action because we get stuck in um you know, in looking behind. Oh, well, if I'd only done this, then maybe this hadn't wouldn't have happened or if I'd only said this to somebody or, you know, whatever, whereas just saying, okay, this this is how it is. And you may have, you know, feelings about it, but staying in those feelings and staying in the past does not allow us to move forward and take action and and create choices that allow us to to move forward in a way and, and that we would like to and maybe gain experience and knowledge from the way things are which is acceptance, and then maybe make better choices, just as, as if you're, you're driving and you, take, you decide, well, let's see, let's, what if I do the more scenic route, and then we take that route and find out the road is horrible and uh, we have a blowout on our tire. Yes, it may be very, very pretty, but it's, a very, uh, it's not a good choice. So instead of just beating ourselves, you know, over our head and say, oh, why did I do that? Why did I do that? We, you know, we did it. And so now we know, okay, that's not the way to go next time. So, um, you know, and some, this is about learning through experience. So that's what acceptance is about. It's about learning and seeing things as they are and say, okay, this is what's happened. Um, I know, you know, what if you've been in a, in a car accident and had a traumatic brain injury? You can't go back. You just have to move forward. I mean, that's a really extreme situation, but I myself have experienced that. So, I mean, all kinds of things happen, or people get diagnosed with, with an illness or something. You can't sit and stay stuck and say, 
oh, gosh, well, I don't want this to be. Accepting the way things are and allows us to move, to look ahead, make better choices, and move forward. Um, so I, I've talked a lot. So, um, Susan, or I don't know, Sharissa, if you have anything more you'd like to, to add? No, and I love that um, slightly different perspective, Jan, about thinking about those specific situations that you know that are really traumatic, that can be very difficult to, to deal with, and how um, you know this idea of unconditional acceptance can really help in those situations. It's not about you know give, like you mentioned, it's not about just giving up, but it just it really just helps have uh, it helps you have a different perspective, so you can look forward rather than backwards, like you were saying, on things that we can't change. Right, and it's also, I mean, if one just tolerates, you know, it's it 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 then it it also keeps you stuck. It doesn't allow you to realize this is how things are, but there are so many other possibilities. Um, I I saw something on Facebook that I just posted, and it showed, and it was just a a bunch of uh, a, a video of a lot of different incredible artists and and you know musical artists uh visual artists and athletes tons of them who are all um very 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 dramatically handicapped missing limbs um and you know and doing playing the piano with with no arms doing all kinds of things no legs it's it's so inspiring and these are people um who they're not tolerating it. They've accepted it, and they're flourishing. And it's the same thing in how we deal with people uh, in our lives. Um, you know, accepting that they are different than we are, and maybe realizing, wow, there. You know, maybe we can learn so much, and there are different ways of living and thinking. And you know, how can I grow? How much can I learn? What kind of gifts? are there in having me look at things a different way. Um, Susan, I'd love to hear from you. (laughs) That was so powerful and um, so many things you said. So let me just jump right in there and join in on that, Jan. Um, There is that part about acceptance could mean giving up or giving in. And in that sense, sometimes giving in to something is leaning into it. So it could be that you're building a better understanding of it, and it takes away that division of right, wrong, you know, black, white, because as we know, it's a lot of gray. But when I think about unconditional self-acceptance, that big piece of starting there, I think that's probably one of the most powerful concepts for people to get, unconditional, so there's no strings attached, self-acceptance. We're so, uh, it's so much easier to be kind to others than it is to yourself. You know, we're our own worst critics. We're hardest on ourselves. But I think that when we get to that place of love for who you are with all of your quirks and all of your kryptonite things that get in your way, (laughs) and when you can begin with yourself, and I think the biggest part of self-acceptance is when you can forgive yourself for being human. Mm Mm-hmm then you can build connection with others and have openness and acceptance for them. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean agreeing. Like, I don't have to agree with your politics to accept you. I can accept you as a 
living, breathing, powerful, wonderful person with a great mind who has a difference of opinion than I do. Doesn't mean you're wrong and I'm right. Um, I think that's what it is. So when we can start with ourselves and really practice what we preach and start walking that talk, we become authentic. And that unconditional self-acceptance is when you tap into your true being of who you really are. And, you know, um, I'm sure you all have had this experience too, but please jump in. For myself, when I was being coached, and I, I felt so great that the person talking to me didn't have any judgment. You know, they were really listening to me. They asked such great questions because it was all about me getting insight and helping me. And I thought, you know, that is addictive. That was so powerful, and it didn't take a lot of time. And I think that gift that we give back to others as coaches and people who help them uh, be who they want to be is that acceptance of who you are. There's nothing more powerful than when you believe or you feel that someone loves you, body and soul. You know, your best friend who knows all your dirty little secrets, <laughs> but you can go to them with anything because no matter what, they're on your side, they're with you. Um, those are just some examples of that. And because if you can get to that place of really accepting who you are, then you can get super honest with, here's the stuff that I wish I had done differently but I didn't, but I would now. Here's the things about me that I'm still working on. They may be a work in progress for the rest of my life. Here's where I'm going to strip off the Band-Aid and be really vulnerable to other people so they can see that it's the humanness of us that is the big connector. So I can accept anybody and actually accept you, want you to be you and love you because of our differences and because of our our journey of learning and, like you said, uh, uh, Jan, sometimes taking the, a scenic route because we think it's going to be great and then realizing later, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe I should have planned a little differently for that. But it still doesn't take away from the beauty of the journey and learning what to do for the future. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's it's I the both of you have gotten so into, you know, un- explaining how self-acceptance and self-awareness and self-love uh opens the door to to accepting others as human because um generally as I think most of us know that people who hurt other people and are brutal to other people really underneath you know what's going on with them is self-loathing and so because of that and because they may not be in touch with that they then spread and radiate hate and um and anger towards other others because there is this basic underlying self-loathing and lack of self-acceptance true self-acceptance and and love so there is this, you know, there is this need to to pass judgment on others. Um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up too, again, as we talked about, uh, you know, self compassion. We've been talking about self acceptance and self compassion, and slightly different here is the concept of self empathy. I know that sounds a little odd because we are standing in our own shoes. But honest self-empathy and authenticity is where this goes a little tiny bit further. 
and I don't know if either of you want to touch on that at all. Um, it is a, a concept that is discussed in NVC, which is nonviolent communication. I've mentioned that in some other shows. But um, so often, and I'll just touch on this a, a moment myself, so often when we are um, you know, being aware of ourselves and doing a checkup, we do often judge ourselves. We may be look, you know, dealing with ourselves with compassion, but we pass on some judgment. And that's where the difference between self-empathy comes in. And understanding, when we can understand and put ourselves in our own shoes, you know, it's it's almost as though we're standing outside of ourselves and looking at ourselves and then putting ourselves in our shoes, in our own shoes, and realizing, you know, I did the best with what I had available to me at that time. And it may not have been the way I maybe will be able to do next time, but this is me, and I am not a robot. I am a human being. And understanding where our heart is, where our intentions are, um, helps an enormous amount with making changes and growing and having true love for ourselves that is healthy, not the narcissistic type. So I'm curious if either of you have anything to add to this um, concept of self-empathy. It's a great exercise to do, isn't it? Because you can step back and when you're thinking about other people and how you have, you can be empathetic to their story mm-hmm. and what they're doing. When you step back and it gives you that place of awareness, uh, I think, mm-hmm. Jan, then it allows you to take that exercise a little further. And we do, um, I think, Sharissa, I think you're the one that mentioned this earlier. Sometimes we brush over things. Um, you know, we're so quick to just move past it. Well, I'll get by it. I'll learn from it. But we don't really think about it. You know, we don't we're not intentionally um examining it in a way to help us grow and learn more about ourselves. And because we have that tendency to beat ourselves up for the things that we, we wish we had done, particularly in the areas of when you're caring for someone else. I see parents do this quite a bit. Um, I've had tons of clients and people come to me with really serious um, things that have happened that they felt like they missed as a parent, and they um, can't forgive themselves for missing it. And um, so having them step back and, and look at it from this place of empathy, because like you said, you made the best decision you could at the time with the information you had. Every Everything's great in hindsight. You see everything then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sometimes. Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> so if someone can stop and take a few minutes to step back, and walk in their own shoes for a minute from a place of kindness, from a place of compassion and, and openness and not being um, so focused on being wrong and instead come from a place of learning and understanding. Um, I think it can it lend itself to strengthening that sense of vulnerability and authenticity that we all are striving for. Oh, absolutely. I love the way you put that. You know, one thing that just quickly came to mind was because some some of us, I know myself included, but some of us are, you know, we're really hard on ourselves. 
And so when if we find ourselves beating ourselves up about something and we're trying to come to this place or expand our self-empathy, one of the things I've found that helps me let go of, of sometimes, um, you know, a feeling of, oh, I could have done something better um, is is just thinking of a you know a, I have some dear friends that I just love I you know I I I to say I totally accept them is, you know I just I love them I love who they are and of course I see them as the best version of them of their human selves and I I so sometimes I'll turn it around and I'll say if so and so you know did this how would I feel and I would you know be you know it helps me because i would be filled with love and acceptance and never even think maybe that they did something that could have been better um so by sometimes turning it around helps me have more empathy for myself um sharissa i'm curious do you have anything to add to this concept of uh, self empathy yeah, and I love what you just said, Jan. Actually, that's a really good um, follow-on for, you know, what I was thinking. And that is, like, a question to ask yourself when you when you get into those situations where you maybe tend to judge yourself um, is to, to say, you know, do you speak to yourself the way you would to your best friend? Like, if something happened to your best friend and she, was, she came to you and she was like, oh, you know, this is horrible, I can't believe I did that, it was such a bad decision, or, you know, whatever the case is, what would you say to her? And then think about it in terms of, mm-hmm. like, reflecting yourself. When you're in those situations and you feel like you messed up or you did something that you shouldn't have done or whatever it is or reacted in a way that you didn't feel good about, ask yourself, you know, how would, if I was my own best friend, going back to that idea of the self-empathy, how would I respond to myself? You know, would I respond out of love and, and compassion? Um, or, you know, am I going to go straight to, to judgment? And just kind of think about that. And cre- that also creates that sense of awareness around those situations. So when you start to feel that way in your body, when it's like, oh, my gosh, I just I feel awful about this, that's a really good way to kind of pause and to reflect on, on what's going on. And then the other thing is it goes back to, like, you know, the beliefs, like what belief or, or what thoughts are you uh, associating with what's, what's going on? So um, one thing I always think about, and I think I, I heard this from um, Tony Robbins, and I think a lot of people have said this, but um, everything happen, that happens to you also happens for you. So realizing that even those times where you feel that you mess up or situations that are not ideal um, for you, for whatever reason, they were allowed to happen for your own good in some way. So like you said, Jen, I think you had mentioned this earlier, taking that time to um, you know, really learn and grow from that experience. And Susan, you mentioned, like, not moving through that so quickly. But really pausing and asking yourself, okay, so this is happening for a reason. What is it that I can learn from this? Or how how can I use this experience to maybe help other people? Or realizing that, uh, you know, you may not know in that moment what's going on. It may seem, like, completely overwhelming and you have no idea why this, how any good could possibly come out of that situation. But just knowing that, um, or even thinking about a, a time in your in your life, you know, in the past where, Something happened, and it seemed so catastrophic, or it was so catastrophic, but then afterwards you realize that if that didn't happen, you maybe wouldn't have been as strong to handle other things that have come your way, or you wouldn't have made those connections and and, um, being in touch with people that you had an opportunity to meet as a result of that. So really it's just that idea of what meaning are you giving that situation so that you're not immediately going to judgment and regret and all of those things and, and focusing more on the past, but you're focusing on where you are in the present, being completely self-accepting of that place, 
and also realizing uh, that it doesn't mean that you're just kind of surrendering and completely giving up and throwing your hands up in the air, but it's also a space from which you can really take time to focus and, and reflect and then move forward in a, you know, in a more positive um, way. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention that I love that Susan said this, um, and what it brought up for me is this idea of uh, connection. So when you have that, that acceptance, with, you know, whether it's self-acceptance or just this unconditional acceptance for other people, people are going to be automatically drawn to that. Like I, I'm sure you mm. know, um, all of us can think, about, you know, think of those people, whether it's a coach who holds that space, completely non-judgmental space for you, or somebody who you just feel so drawn to. Um, chances are that person is, you know, um, is exuding this level of um, acceptance for you of, of where you are or whatever it is. And it really creates that sense of uh, connection when we're able to, um, to be in that space of acceptance and, it, and, and be more authentic and, and be vulnerable. It really attracts people um, to you, and it helps you to create those strong connections and those strong relationships. Oh, wow, wonderful. The two of you, I mean, I learned so much from the two of you, really. Um, but this, you've really, both of you have, have really explained um, and, and expanded on how self-acceptance is crucial to feeling and creating love, empathy, and connection with others, and how it increases our own self-awareness, our honest self-empathy and authenticity, and allows us, as you both said, to connect with others. Um, you know, here on the Life Coach Radio Networks, we're proud to have as our sponsor Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet, offering customers a new way to enhance and enrich their lives every day. Audible is the preeminent provider of spoken word audio products that includes more than 100,000 audio programs from more than 1,800 content providers. Receive a free audio book with your 30-day trial when you sign up with Audible today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Now, here are some audible books related to today's topic. Radical Acceptance, Embracing Your Life with the Heart of a Buddha, written by Tara Brock, Ph.D. How to Practice Empathy, Connect Deeply with Others and Create Meaningful Relationships, written by David Leeds. Awakening Compassion, Meditation Practices for Difficult Times, written and narrated by Pima Children. So don't forget to sign up for a one-month free trial to get your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. Audible.com, making listening a tool for life. And now, back to our show. So with all of this in mind, everything that we have discussed thus far, how might empathy, connection, authenticity, and unconditional acceptance create true and lasting change in the form of love-creating action? And, you know, in this vein, how does active love versus passive love lead to transformation and peace? Who'd like to go first with this one? Sharissa, I can. How about you? <laughs> oh. 
Okay, so um, when when I think of active love, uh, Danny goes back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of that idea of altruism, where it's mm-hmm. that kind selfless behavior that's often prompted by those feelings of um, compassion. And when I think about the the word you know, the word active love, the first person that comes to mind, and it's probably because of recent experience, is um, is Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the reason he comes to mind is because. Um, with the kind of work that he does and with the interventions, and I don't know if you know if anyone uh, listening has had an opportunity to watch him when he does an intervention. There's a ton of video on YouTube, and I really encourage you to do that. Um, but the reason that he comes to mind when I think of this idea of active love, actually, for, first of all, uh, with passive love, um, it's more of that idea of you know those feelings or emotions that are associated with love, whereas active love, uh, of course, as the word implies, um, is being in action of love versus just being in a passive state. So going back to um, to Tony Robbins, when he does those interventions, he does create that very strong um, connection and that love. He even, I mean, he'll even say it. You know, do you feel do you feel that love? Do you feel that you know that I'm I'm here, like I'm with you, I'm in this, and I he, there's a very strong sense of not just his presence, but that idea that he he truly loves and cares for the people that he is helping, but it doesn't mean that he, he stops there. He moves from that into more of an active love um, and moves them into that shift and those breakthroughs um, that he does through those interventions and you know helping them break free from those limiting patterns. So that is kind of an, an external example um, in my mind of this idea of active love. Um, when, when we're thinking about how do we have that active love for people that are, that are close to us. And it can be simple things as well. It doesn't have to be you know great transformation. It can be doing um, simple things for the people that we care about to show them that, you know, we really love and and care for them. And similarly, when we're talking about active love for ourselves, um, one thing that comes to mind is this idea of the fact, you know, that I I love and honor who I am. And because of that, I'm going to take those necessary steps to move me from where I am now to where I want to be. So taking it from that passive state, that acknowledgement that, yes, I, you know, I honor who I am, I love who I am, and because of that, I am going to go get into action to, you know, to take care of myself, to do those things that are important to, you know, to me. And when it comes to transformation, like you had asked about, that could be, you know, investing in a coach to help with that transformation process. It could be attending events, reading books. You know, it could be going to the gym more regularly, um, doing things that help us to recharge ourselves, like in that area of, you know, self-care uh, that makes us feel uh, good about who we are and also just, you know, to take care of ourselves and, and our bodies and um, our lives. And so that comes from a place of this love um, of for, you know, for who we are, because a lot of times we're, we're so quick. And I, you know, I say this from past experience as well. We're so quick to, to judge ourselves. Oh, you know, I'm... I'm overweight and I'm not exercising. Oh, I should be eating better. Oh, I, you know, all of the, these things. And um, while, yes, they can be a motivating factor to, you know, to move in the right direction, but it's so much more powerful when we have this, um, this acceptance for who we are, this true, deep love and connection to who we are, because that really will help us to, to get motivated towards doing those things and taking care of ourselves. And at the end of the day, and especially, you know, us as women, we, we really want to always be there for other people and take care of other people. 
But if we can't even do that for ourselves, if we can't have that love and compassion and um, you know, self-acceptance for who we are and where we are in, in any given moment, it's very difficult for us to have that true um, acceptance of other people um, you know, and be able to be of service to, that higher, you know, to, that, to a higher level. So, yeah, when it comes to an active love versus a passive love, for me that's, that really is what it's all about. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> talking about love. No, I do love it. You, as always, you just you explained it all so beautifully. And, you know, sometimes, as you mentioned, it could be something, you know, small. You know, basically, passive love would be you may see somebody on the street, say, who's um, blind, okay, or somebody who's elderly. And you may see them and think, oh, you know, you, oh, I see them having difficulty or my heart goes out to them, you know, if they're crossing the street or whatever they're trying to do. An active love would be, you know, without much thought, just take your compassion, your empathy causes you to take some little action to help. And it's not about judgment or whatever. It's just taking action, as you said, Sharissa, um, helping them cross the street or, you know, just helping in some way, just almost automatically coming from this place of love and connection. Um, um, what what acceptance as as we've been describing it 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 empowers us and empowerment helps us to take action you know gives us even with ourselves a sense of yes I can you know as opposed when we can get rid of the judgment when we accept and that empowers us to just with to just much more easily gives us this quiet confidence so that we can much more easily take action without it having to be something that we have to um you know go over and over and ruminate over in our minds whereas we just start to it's we just easily take action rather than just having thoughts about something it creates a sense of peace so that everything becomes uh, in a sense, easier. It, it shifts us into a place where we can, we are empowered, and we can more readily take action from a place of love. Um, somebody else that I think does this in a sense is just because of her teachings is Brene Brown. She really teaches us because you had mentioned vulnerability, Sharissa, and of course uh, Brene Brown comes to mind. Um, but she just teaches us in her in what she in her writings and in her in what in her the way she speaks about all of this that helps open our minds to um, to this self empathy and self. Uh, connection and compassion and acceptance and helps us to think differently and in doing this is her active love one of the ways that she spreads her love is through teaching rather than just thinking about it Um, Susan I'd love to get to you and and hear your thoughts on this Um, yeah all of those things I think that that feeling of action you know you're you're making movement with it. And I love that saying, actions speak louder than words. And that's mm. what comes to my mind sometimes when I think about active love versus passive love. And that point that Sharissa and I think you, Jan, both of y'all were making about this doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, I think of when I'm talking to someone and I'm in a meeting with them. And if I want to connect fully and, and, and let them know how much they mean to me, 
then I'm not going to have my cell phone out. I'm not going to have all those other distracting things out that pull my focus away from them. So that could just be one example of active love. And the same thing with yourself. If you have that running dialogue in your head of what you do wrong, you know, how about taking some action and saying out loud the things that you do right instead? Um, mm. But that whole point of the feeling of love and what that means as far as acceptance, empathy, compassion, trust, bonding, empowerment, is such a great place to come from to reach out to someone. And it could just be as simple as making a phone call. Or um, you know how often someone gets hurt or something and we reach out and we say, well, let me know if you need anything, and that's all we do. I sort of think of that's the first step, but it's a little bit passive. But what if you check back in later? You know, what if you send a card or you actually go over, you know, and just see? Because a lot of times when people are down and out or they're injured, they don't really want to impose on others. And mm-hmm. they don't want to, you know, feel like they're in imposition and things. So maybe just simple things like that, taking it to that next step. Oh, absolutely. That you really touched on something very important there, that um, when, very often when people are, as you said, down and out or whatever, they're not feeling well, they don't want to impose. And that's that's another, you know, beautiful example of of action over just, uh, active love versus passive love. Passive love is, you know, we have these thoughts, um, but active love, as you described, is is taking this compassion and this feeling that we have, and actually doing something. So that, and and if we are really into all of the things that we've discussed, you know, are are really feeling empathy and connection and compassion through acceptance, because that is the key, then it makes it so we almost automatically take action. And that's how we can change the world, how we can, um, I know this sounds dramatic, but it truly is, it starts with us. And if we can be genuine and authentic, and that is such a, a, a an overused word, but authenticity means accepting ourselves as unique individuals, not robots, not perfect because we're human, but accepting ourselves fully, always trying to do better, but accepting what is, then we are able to connect to other people and really connect fully, not just seeing them through a narrow lens, but opening up our eyes and realizing that, as the two of you also know, everyone we meet is our student and our teacher. And there is so much that we can learn by opening up with love and understanding, compassion and empathy and acceptance to the other people around us. And it, it, the world is such a garden of of beautiful things when we realize that by opening up and connecting to all the people around us how much we can grow and how much we can change the world. You know, I cannot believe that we are getting close to the top of the hour. This has been an amazing show, as always. It's been so informative and enlightening, I know, for me. 
Um, I hope so uh, for you, our listeners, as well. We're about out of time. We're getting close to the top of the hour. So I'd really like to thank my very, very talented and special co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez, for their insightful participation in today's show. Acceptance of yourself of others, and of situations without judgment is not to be confused with acquiescence or weakness. It is the key to personal strength, empathy, connection, love, transformation, and, yes, peace. And here's a quote that I really love from Wayne Dyer. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than as you think it should be. I love that. And isn't that the, the pure and the most wonderful definition of unconditional acceptance? I'm Jan Jaffe of Forward to Success, and it has been my privilege to have been your host today. I'd love to speak with you, so please contact me for a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session or with any questions or comments at all. You can reach me at info at forwardtosuccess.com. I also want to remind our listeners that you're invited to share any comments or feedback on our website, lifecoachradionetworks.com. I also host my own interview show in depth with Jan Jaffe on this, the Life Coach Radio Network. Sharissa Sebastian, do you have any closing thoughts and contact information you'd like to share? Yes, thanks, Jan. So, my closing thought is actually a quote from um, Iana Van Zandt, and she said that I throw on my or I throw on people in unconditional acceptance and love to such a degree that everything that is unloving about them rises to the surface. <laughs> so I thought that ah. was interesting. Uh, and it, <laughs> I think it speaks to sometimes when we have that intention, when we, when we start to really practice this and be aware of it, sometimes, yeah, we, you know, we do have these, uh, these situations where it does become challenging to, to have that unconditional acceptance. But the more we practice it and the more we're intentional, the better, you know, the better we're going to become at it and the more peace we're going to have and the more connection we're going to feel with others. So I thought that was interesting and kind of a heads up. Sometimes when we set an intention to improve in some area, there are some things that come up that might be difficult or a little bit challenging. <laughs> so that was interesting for me. Um, and then if anyone would like to get in touch with me um, or find out more about what I do, you can go to my website at sharissasebastian.com. My email address is info, I-N-F-O, at sharissasebastian.com. And if anyone is listening um, or knows uh, somebody who could use assistance, especially in the area of getting clear on that right career fit for you, maybe you're, you're feeling a little bit stuck and overwhelmed in your current career or your job and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is that, that next step for me, what do I need to do and how do I do it, um, I invite you to check out the, a very, you know, the new program that I just launched called um, the Career Clarity Course. And you can go to sharissasebastian.com slash career clarity to find out more about that. So thank you so much again, ladies. Thanks for listening. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be here as always today. Oh, thank you, Sharissa. And uh, as always, it has been more than a delight to work with you. And I also want to um, tell our listening audience, definitely check out Sharissa's program. Uh, I'm sure, as you probably realize, listening to Sharissa, it is you know, she has so much to offer. She's so brilliant, and working with her would be a gift to anyone. So thank you, Sharissa. And now oh, how about you. you, Susan?
Susan. <laughs> oh, thanks. And how about you, Susan Gonzalez? Yes, and I agree. Check out Charissa's program and share it with others because she has some very powerful um, things to offer as well. And so does Jan. <laughs> so <we got laughs> it in there. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I think that the ending thought that I want to leave with everyone is moving from tolerance to acceptance takes you to a place of greater power and allows you to accept the inner greatness that you have to make the world a better place. And I invite all of us to not tolerate tolerance anymore (laughs) and let's move move beyond it. Um, You can find out more about the programs that I offer, the live trainings that I do, um, in book signings and book readings, um, and also uh, free resources on my website as well. And feel free to share those out for anyone that, maybe yourself or anyone that you know, that is looking to create that next great thing in their life or they're ready to figure out what they want to do. Like I say, when I grow up, which will be never, (laughs) and create the kind of success that you want and to get the things that you would like to have in life and leave the legacy that you're looking for. And my website is makeityourmark.com. And it was my pleasure being here today, and what a powerful subject. Jan, I'm so glad that uh, you brought that forth so we could share this with everyone. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I also, you know, it's so obvious listening to Susan how brilliant she is and how powerful uh, her, just the way she looks at the world and how she can work with, how she does work with her clients. And I highly recommend looking into her website and checking out her programs and working with her if that is something that you want to do because the both of them, both Susan and Sharissa, can so expand your possibilities and help you transform your life. So thank you so much, Susan and Sharissa. Thank you both, ladies, so much. I am so blessed to work with the both of you. Now I want to remind our listeners that for all of the hosts, contact and bio information is listed in the show description. We have some upcoming shows on this, the Life Coach Radio Network, at, on August 6th at 10 a.m., The Audacity to Shine, and on August 8th at 12 p.m., Leap, L-E-A-P, with Mindset Coach Errol McLendon. And on our sister network, the Life Coach Chat Channel, on August 7th at 8 p.m., Family Values with Kristen Michelle. Time waits for no one. So huge thanks again to my two amazing, and I, I, I wish there were an even stronger word than that, but my two brilliantly amazing co-hosts, Sharissa Sebastian and Susan Gonzalez, for joining me today and making this show a very, very special one. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Goodbye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.